It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D. Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the world champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder, Baseball Essential, flying solo today. My usual co-host, Vince Samperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends, is off, and I figure I owe it to him because he held down the fort while I was on vacation and uh, did a lot of solo episodes, and I really appreciate that. So I am excited to be back talking with you guys. I guess my first episode back was Friday when we... Uh, a Thursday afternoon when we did our, our Spotify green room. Uh, but this is my first time doing a regular old record a podcast late at night episode in about a week and a half. And uh, I've missed it. I spent a week in Georgia with my family, uh, had a blast, had a great vacation. And I did watch every inning of every Dodger game, which is a little bit of a challenge on the East Coast. Uh, luckily, for part of the time I was there, the Dodgers were playing on the East Coast, uh, which made it a little bit easier. But then they had rain delays, which uh, kind of ruined some of that benefit. But either way, uh, I, I watched all the Dodgers and had a great time with my family. But I really did miss talking Dodgers with you guys. So I am happy to be back. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Dodgers' sweep of the Mets. A lot of stuff to talk about from that series. They won a couple extra inning games. You know, uh, some some offensive performances to talk about. Uh, Going to talk about Julio's injury and the impact that has on the pitching staff. We're going to talk about uh, some updates on Mookie's injury. uh, And, uh, you know, maybe talk about Billy McKinney a little bit. And probably finish up talking a little bit about the Giants' upcoming schedule and how that could play in the Dodgers' favor. So that's the plan for today. But first, I want to remind you, please subscribe or follow Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. So the Dodgers swept the Mets. The first two games went to extra innings, and then Sunday's game was a route. They won 14-4 to on Sunday after back-to-back one-run extra inning, uh, extra inning games on Friday and Saturday. Uh, you know, the whole extra inning thing, we actually talked a little bit about this on Friday's episode uh, uh, on the green room from Thursday afternoon. I think Justin Hicken had brought it up and we, you know, Justin and I have gone back and forth a little bit on, on Twitter in DMs and stuff about extra innings. And so we talked a little bit more about that. Uh, I actually haven't listened to the final episode yet, so I don't know uh, if that whole conversation got in or not, uh, made the final cut. But, uh, you know, still plenty to say, especially because the Dodgers did finally win two extra inning games in a row. And so I've got some thoughts, you know, we've talked about this in the past, about how really I do believe it was mostly bad luck. And one of the things we talked about on Friday's episode was that there may be a few little things they could do, specifically talking about the pitching staff. 
uh, if you when you're in extra innings, it's better to have a guy who strikes out a lot of hitters because you're starting with a man on score in scoring position, and even one strikeout can change the whole inning. If you can strike out the leadoff hitter, well, then a productive out only gets the guy to third with two outs, and you have a, a really good shot of getting out of the inning without any run scoring. But so strikeouts are super important in extra innings more than more than usual. Uh, but so, you know, maybe playing with that in mind of keeping your strikeout guys for extra innings, but you know, even then that's not always easy because you got to get to extra innings before you can win extra innings. So, but other than that, really, it, I, I really do think it mostly comes down to luck. The fact is the Dodgers just before this weekend hadn't gotten those clutch hits and hadn't gotten those clutch pitching performances in extra innings. But fundamentally, I don't think an extra inning losing streak is really any different than a regular losing streak. You know, if you lose, 12 games in a row, you know, yeah, a lot of times it's just bad luck because, you know, even if you're a bad team, you're still going to win 40% of your games. And so if you go into each game figuring, okay, we have a 40% chance of winning today, to lose 12 games in a row is is hard. And then when you're a team like the Dodgers that is a good team, it, it really is baffling. And so it can be tempted to it can be tempting to do something different. And that, that was kind of the conversation Justin, have, Justin and I have had a few times about, well, it's easy to say do something different, but specifically what? And and the thing everybody always comes back to, not Justin specifically, but in general, you know, people say Dodgers need to play small ball. You know, they're not even sacrificing putting that guy over to third base. But if you look at the games they've lost, most of the time, I mean, Saturday's game, I think was the first time uh, since their first or second extra inning game of the year that they actually had an extra inning that they didn't allow any runs. And so getting one run in, you can't really play for one run unless you are the home team and you already held the other team scoreless. If you've already held the other team scoreless, yeah, get that guy over to third with one out and, and get him in you know, and win the game. But in general, you can't play for one run in extra innings because one run generally isn't going to win the game for you. And so... You know, if you were flipping coins and you guessed wrong 12 times in a row, your heads, tails, tails, and you're wrong 12 times in a row, you know, you're not, it's not like, okay, I'm going to guess with my fingers crossed this time. You know, that's not going to help you. It is doing something different. And, and in a way it could be dangerous because if you do cross your fingers and then guess, and that happens to be the time you guess, right? Well, then in your mind, you're going to think, oh, it's because I crossed my fingers. And there's an old quote from Mark Twain that he didn't actually say, probably says what makes a man a fool ain't what he don't know, but what he knows that ain't so, you know, which, which basically means, uh, knowing something that's false is worse than not knowing something. And so, you know, if the Dodgers did play small ball and then they won the game, it would be tempting to think, oh, we got a sack bunt every time, you know. And by small ball, I mean sack bunts. I, I'm fine with, you know, uh, if, if a productive out happens, great. But getting out on purpose, I'm hardly ever in favor of. Uh, and so, you know, y- it might be tempting to think, oh, it worked that time. We need to do more of that. When really what actually happened is, oh, our luck turned around. So, I mean, the, the reason the Dodgers won two straight extra inning games this weekend is because they got key hits and they got solid pitching. You know, and that's what you need to do in extra innings. And for the most part, the Dodgers have just had bad luck. The hits haven't fallen in. The hits for the other team have fallen in. And this weekend, that luck turned around or the results were beautiful. But overall, I said this on Twitter 
productive hits are better than productive outs. What you need in extra innings when you come up with a runner on second base, you need to drive him in with a base hit or a double, trade him spots, or, you know, like they did on Friday, a two-run home run. You know, the two-run home run is a great strategy in extra innings. The RBI double by Cody Bellinger was a great strategy in extra innings. Hey, I'll trade you spots, and we get a run. Sweet. More of that. And and that's why, you know, you're not going to do that every time. You're not always going to get a hit. But you're also not always going to get the bunt down. You're not always going to get the sacrifice fly, you know, deep enough. And so, you know, most of the time, your best bet is to stick with what got you there, what you're best at. And the Dodgers are a great hitting team. And if they you know, can just get those hits and extra innings, they're going to be just fine. Uh, I guess that's enough extra inning talk. I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to talk more about the weekend series, some of the offensive performances, and Julio's injury. So keep it locked on Dodgers. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. We're introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. All right, I'm back. Uh, so in Friday's game, was that the game? Yeah, Friday's game, Julio pitched. He came, he came up to the plate in a key spot and uh, tried to sacrifice bunt, tried to get himself out on purpose, and instead he got hit in the back leg by a pitch. And it ultimately knocked him out of the game early. Uh, he ended up only going five innings and struggled a little bit in his last inning of work. And on Saturday, the Dodgers placed him on the 10-day IL. He got hit right on the calf, which all things considered is a good thing. If you watch the replay, it was a meaty spot that he got hit, you know, on the the meaty part of his calf, which it's not surprising that he's bruised and he probably got a dead leg uh, because that that part of the body, anything with that much tissue, uh, muscle and fat and whatever is going to bruise pretty well. Uh, And so I, I think it's probably the right call to give him a start off. Hopefully it'll just be one start. Uh, but it was really relieving watching the replay and seeing that it got him on a jiggly part, uh, just because less chance of, you know, an actual fracture or, or whatever it is. So hopefully it'll be a, a short stint, a minimum stint on the injured list for Julio. But in the meantime, that means the Dodgers are back down to basically having three starters. They got David Price and Walker Bueller and Max Scherzer. Uh, they've already announced that today, Monday, against the Pirates will be a bullpen game. Uh, They've said that Andre Jackson is a possibility to be involved in that. He's basically the only built-up starter on the the 40-man roster uh, who's available. And so he might be a possibility at some point. Uh, And they've said that Wednesday's game, Mitch White will be the bulk pitcher, but Anytime you're using a word like bulk, it's also you're treating it kind of like a bullpen game too. And then you got David Price on Tuesday. So it, it, it might be nice if uh, 
the Dodgers didn't have Bueller and Scherzer going back to back right now, just because just to break up those those bullpen games a little bit. But it, the rotation falls how it does. You know, Cole Hamels doesn't seem to be ready to contribute yet. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is not eligible yet to come off the 60-day IL. And so, you know, it's just kind of what it is. That I saw some suggestions on Twitter that maybe the Dodgers should look into Jake Arrieta. I also saw the Padres looking into Jake Arrieta because the Padres uh, have had even worse health luck than the Dodgers with their pitchers this year. Uh, you know, there might be an argument that some of that bad luck is self-imposed in the case of the Padres. But, uh, you know, Jake Arrieta is not anybody's answer to, uh, you know, solving any important problems right now. He is not the pitcher he used to be. Uh, He would maybe be able to fill some innings, but he's been pretty darn bad this year. And so, you know, the Dodgers need to win games. And I think maybe their best bet is right now to go through and and do these bullpen games because they've had decent luck, decent success in these bullpen games because they do have good relievers and, and Dave Roberts handles these bullpen games pretty well most of the time. Uh, and, and right now they need those wins. And so, unfortunately, it probably is the best option. I would like to see Andre Jackson get him get a chance and, uh, you know, maybe he could have some success on the big league level. Uh, but, you know, long term, they are counting on Julio coming back soon, Kershaw coming back, Cole Hamels being ready, you know, a lot of different things that, that can happen for the rotation that aren't happening right now, but in the long run will be okay. But this week, you know, it's probably a good thing the Dodgers have the Pirates in this series. The Pirates are, I don't think the Pirates are as bad as they their record says. I think they've, they've got some decent players. They've got a decent team. What the Dodgers are going to need to do, though, is make this an offensive series for them, uh, going up against the Pirates starters who, they're not good. They're, they're not very good, and so the Dodgers need to score a bunch of runs and make it so it doesn't really matter who is pitching and then hopefully get Julio back soon uh, with just the one start missed. That would be ideal. Uh, other thoughts from this weekend. Um, Max Muncy had a great game on Sunday, hit two home runs, uh, which was really good to see. He has been... Not struggling. Struggling is not the right word, but, you know, he's been hitting a lot of grounders to the right side of the infield. Um, it, it seemed like he hadn't quite been on, and it was nice to see him. He hit two change-ups over the wall on Sunday, and that was that was really nice to see him waiting on those, getting, you know, they weren't good pitches. Both of them were basically right down the middle, and so uh, you don't want to throw any pitch down the middle to Max Muncy, but... Uh, waiting on that changeup and driving it the opposite way to left center field both times. Uh, it was really, really good to see Will Smith homered in all three games against the Mets, uh, in two, including two really key home runs. He hit the, the game-winning home run in extra innings on Friday. He had a home run to tie the game, break up the no-hitter in the seventh inning, uh, and eventually send the Dodgers to extra innings on Saturday. And then he hit an early home run in the first inning on, on Sunday that kind of uh, set the tone, helped set the tone. Justin Turner had already homered, helped set the tone for that game. He also later had a, a two-run single. Uh, you know, he looked really, really good. Cody Bellinger looked solid. He had, uh, he, he, he's still striking out a lot. It's not, you know, I, I still think that's going to get better. Uh, but Cody Bellinger is always going to be a guy who strikes out 
quite a bit. Uh, hopefully not as much as he has been lately. But Cody Bellinger's always going to ha- get his share of strikeouts. So the key with Cody is what is he doing when he's not striking out? And I feel like that is getting better. He had, like I said, he had the RBI double on Saturday in extra innings. He had a double on Sunday. He was pretty boom or bust for a while where everything was either a home run or a, or a strikeout, which, you know, we'll take that even compared to everything just being a strikeout. But seeing some hits from him that aren't homers is nice. Even seeing some flyouts, you know, just some non-strikeout outs is kind of nice. It kind of shows Cody is getting closer. Things are getting better for him. And, uh, you know, it's all part of the evolution with Cody getting back to get, you know, he's between the injuries, he had the, the shoulder surgery in the off season and then the fractured leg and then the hamstring. So he's had so many starts and stops that I feel like he's really just finishing up spring training right now and hopefully getting to the point where he can really, really start contributing offensively. He's a guy who has so much offensive potential that he's worth having in there just because he is occasionally going to hit a home run. He's occasionally going to run into one. He's going to occasionally get those hits. But if he can get back to where he can actually regularly get those hits, you know, to go along with the gold glove defense, it's just going to be great. So it was good to see him having a solid weekend all around. Justin Turner being back in the lineup, hitting a home run in his first at bat on Sunday. He did pinch hit on Saturday and struck out, but uh, first at bat of his first start back and he hits a home run and it was, it was a nice hit. He went down and got it, drove it over the wall. So uh, good to see Justin Turner back. And all in all, it was it was a good, solid team performance this weekend. It was really nice to see the offense break out on Sunday just because, uh, you know, they, they did struggle quite a bit on, on Saturday. Uh, didn't struggle as much on Friday, but still, you know, not what we expect from this Dodgers offense. But having a breakout performance on, on Sunday was nice. Hopefully that can carry over into the Pirates series. It's a bummer that they have to, you know, they're on an airplane as I'm recording this and will be for a few more hours, which is a bummer. A uh, bummer for both the Mets and the Dodgers, who both have to fly to the West Coast and play on Monday night. Uh, you know, it definitely would be nice if the Mets were more well-rested going up against the Giants. I'm going to talk more about the Giants series in the next segment or the Giants' upcoming schedule. But, uh, you know, all in all, great weekend series against the Mets. Getting the sweep is always good. It's one of the things we said in Friday's episode that winning series is nice, but if the Dodgers want to catch the Giants, they need to start mixing in some sweeps here and there. And hopefully this can be the start of a lengthy uh, winning streak, you know, maybe uh, sweep the Pirates and then win three of four from the from the Mets next weekend. Uh, but all in all, great weekend. Uh, didn't actually gain any ground on the Giants. I mean, they did gain one game uh, overall, but they're just back to four games down, which, you know, we'll take it because with the Dodgers playing the Mets, who are battling for first place in their division, and the Giants playing whichever terrible team they were playing this weekend, the Rockies, uh, it it wouldn't have been surprising at all if the Dodgers had lost some ground. So for the Dodgers to actually pick up a game this weekend is a great, great result. And hopefully, as we'll talk about in the next segment, they can get more of that picking up games on the Giants stuff coming up soon. So I will be back in a minute to talk a little bit about Billy McKinney and then talk about the Giants upcoming schedule. So keep it locked on Dodgers. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know that. They have so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And, uh, you know, if you've had Built Bar, you probably have a favorite flavor. Uh, if you haven't had it yet, it, it's time to get it. Uh, they're making news uh, with new college uh, college sports 
rules about uh, being able to pay athletes. Built Bar signed a deal with my alma mater, BYU, to provide tuition for walk-on football players, which is awesome. Uh, I I just love Built Bar as a company, and I love their bars. They are so good. My favorite is the Grasshopper Cookie. Uh, The the Coconut Brownie Chunk is really good. So many good flavors. So go to Built.com. Look at what they have. There's going to be something you like, and I promise you, you won't regret the Grasshopper Cookie. If they're still available, get those. They're all like 17, 18 grams of protein per bar. Calories really low, like 130 to 180, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. It's like having a candy bar that you don't have to feel guilty about, which is awesome. They were also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which was pretty cool. And the best part is if you go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Football's back too, and get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news, including MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, one last segment. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Billy McKinney. Uh, There's been... There, there were some questions, you know, McKinney hasn't done much with the Dodgers. Um, and somebody asked Dave Roberts why McKinney keeps getting the starts, uh, you know, with Mookie Betts hurt. McKinney is basically Mookie's replacement, especially against right-handed pitching, uh, getting the bulk of the starts in right field. And, uh, you know, people were wondering maybe Matt Beatty should be getting some of those starts you know, with so much defensive flexibility that different players have. You could fit in Matt Beatty in that spot. And Dave Roberts basically said McKinney gives a quality at bat and defensively he provides something that the other options don't. And, uh, you know, it's hard to argue that. I, I'm i as big a Matt Beatty fan as anybody. You guys know that. I honestly believe that Matt Beatty is a great hitter. Uh, I wish he got more chances. Uh, I he He's a guy, it wouldn't surprise me if he does end up getting traded just because... He's a guy who deserves to play every day, um, you know, maybe at first base somewhere, you know, defense isn't his strong suit. He has some of that defensive flexibility, but he's more passable at several positions and not really great at any of them. But, you know, if he got a chance to play every day, either as a DH or as a, a first baseman, I think he would be really, really good. At least, you know, if not every day, at least against right-handers, every game against right-handers in some sort of platoon. Matt Beatty is a very good hitter. But it's hard to argue with that point that, you know, McKinney, it's not like McKinney's a gold glover out in the outfield, but he is a solid defensive outfielder. And and he does put up good at-bats. He's, you know, when he's hitting in the eight spot, and, you know, he, he's drawn some key walks for the Dodgers. He's had some hits. You know, he is, especially if you compare him to, you know, some of the minor leaguers, the guys who were up earlier, uh, Luke Rayleigh, DJ Peters, some of those guys. Uh, Noel, uh, Billy McKinney, I said Nolan McKinney. I'll explain why in a second. Billy McKinney is a step above those guys. 
And then defensively, he's a step above Beatty, and so it makes sense that he's getting the, the starts. Hopefully, uh, Mookie Betts will be back soon. Uh, we'll talk a little bit, of, I guess, about Betts' injury. They said it's a bone spur in his hip, and in a way that might be the best-case scenario um, because if it does end up needing surgery, uh, bone spurs, I think, can be fixed arthroscopically. It's not a big invasive surgery, which means the recovery time isn't as bad. So hopefully... Uh, if it's that, that bodes well for, uh, I think it seems almost like a foregone conclusion at this point that Mookie's going to need surgery. The question is during the season or can he make it through to after the season? Um, but one question is, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV, uh, but I am pretty good with the internet. And, uh, something I read about bone spurs is that most of the time they are caused by arthritis. Uh, joint damage from osteoarthritis is the most common cause of bone spurs, according to the Mayo Clinic's website. And so if this is an arthritic condition in Mookie's hip, you know, uh, the, the good news is one of the other things that Mayo Clinic site says is that most bone spurs cause no signs or symptoms. You might not even realize you have bone spurs until an x-ray for another condition reveals the growths. Uh, and so it's possible, even if it is caused by some sort of arthritic condition, it might not be something that causes issues until later in his life if they get these bone spurs taken care of and so hopefully Mookie can can enjoy a long and productive career and then later on down the line even if it is arthritis causing these bone spurs he can deal with that later but hopefully have a long career before that uh you know it's a bummer that Mookie's going through this and it seems like if he's able to play through the pain, it's something he's going to deal with the rest of the season. It obviously would be nice to have Mookie back, uh, but you know, they, they got to do something. And so for right now, Billy McKinney is getting most of those starts and it seems like it's probably the right decision, even if it's not the ideal decision. Um, so last, I guess that's it for the Dodgers talk. Now I'm just going to talk a little bit about the giants and what they have coming up. Uh, they've played 10 of their last 13 games against the D backs and Rockies. Uh, which doesn't seem fair, but everybody plays them the same amount of times. It's just uh, when and, you know, how how the schedule lines up. And so it's kind of a bummer that they got to play those teams when they've already given up. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And so if you look at the last 10 games, the Dodgers and Giants each went 8-2. and two, But the Giants did that against the Rockies and Diamondbacks, whereas the Dodgers did it against actual major league teams that are fighting for postseason spots. And so if you look at the Giants' schedule coming up now like I said they start a series against the Mets uh, today Monday Uh, the Mets are battling for a playoff spot hopefully they're going to come in motivated after getting swept by the Dodgers Uh, and you know hopefully the Mets can do some damage against the Giants then uh, so that's a three-game series and the Giants have Thursday off and then they play a three-game series against the A's on the road in Oakland Uh, the A's are a very good team it would be really nice to see the A's beat up on them. Then a day off on Monday, and then the Giants go to New York to play three against the Mets, and then down to Atlanta to play three against the Braves. And then they come back home to San Francisco to play three, uh, four against the Brewers, and then they play the Dodgers. Uh, and that takes us through September 5th. And so basically the next, uh, however many games that is, three, six, nine. 12, 16, 19 games for the Giants are against teams that are either uh, 
in the playoff, going to be in the playoffs or still fighting for a playoff spot. Then they get three or more against the Rockies, but then they play, you know, the Cubs probably aren't any good, but then it's the Padres and the Braves again, then the Padres again. And, and so all in all, the, the schedule really favors the Dodgers going forward. The Dodgers, not like they have a, a pancake schedule, but it's much easier than what the Giants have. And so hopefully the Giants, we will start seeing them maybe even lose a series here and there, which would be really nice, but definitely should should stop sweeping, you know, start losing games occasionally. And uh, it seems like in those 19 games, especially with the last three being Dodgers-Giants head-to-head, it, it's not hard at all to picture the Dodgers coming into that series against the Giants, you know, within a game or so of the division lead. And, uh, and then having the ability to take care of business on their own would be awesome. So, you know, all in all, we don't talk much about the Giants here because ultimately I believe if the Dodgers take care of their business, they're going to be okay. Um, but I just kind of wanted to explain a little bit why I believe that because if you look at the schedules, uh, I think this is where the Giants, especially if there's some sort of hangover of playing 10 of your last 13 games against AAA teams like they have, uh, going up against real major league teams might uh, might be a shock to their system and and might uh, work in the Dodgers' favor in that way too. So I think that's it for today. Uh, Monday episodes are always packed because we've got a whole weekend series to talk about, but I am so happy to be back talking Dodgers with you guys. I appreciate all of you who are listening. We were back in the top spot uh, two weeks ago on the Locked On Network's baseball shows. We reclaimed that top spot. I haven't seen the numbers for this past week yet, but uh, I assume you guys supported Vince really well. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you're not listening every day, we would love if you add one or two days a month to your rotation. Bump up our numbers a little bit that way. Obviously, we love talking with you. If you have friends or family who are Dodger fans who enjoy podcasts, please tell them about us. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, and our phone number for voicemails or texts is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. D, I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard. Oh, hard and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.